The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All righty, it's that time again. Of course, you're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. If you like to call me, you can call me. Uh, as soon as I get that number up, uh, of course, the engineers will, will put that number up for me, and, uh, and I will give it to you, and, and you can call and talk to me. Uh, I certainly would like to hear from those of you out there who have been listening, and I do appreciate it. I get emails. Uh, I get uh, Facebook. Uh, you know, I get texts, and, and I do appreciate it. And uh, shout-out to Kwame and Coach B. Man, Coach B was on me this morning. Didn't appreciate the way I take care of my guests, uh, my show host. Uh, it's a safety thing. Coach B will get that one day. But uh, shout out to Kwame and uh, his co-host from another coast, Coach B. Uh, man, how many? I'm sure many of you saw the game yesterday. And, uh, you know, first of all, those of you who have been listening to me, I have been an advocate for Brett Favre. Brett, if he can play, then let him play. If he wants to play, let him play. But I only want him to play if he's good enough. If he's the best player on that team at the quarterback position, then he should play. That's the way I feel about every position that there is. Brett made a few comments a few weeks ago, of which I let go, and I, you know, I just didn't have the time in the show to, to mention that. You know, and Brett, Brett said at that time that he had nothing to prove. I disagree with that. Each time you step on the field, you must prove yourself. Because of the simple fact that you're a Hall of Famer, hell, if Jim Brown was to step on the football field today because he's a Hall of Famer, that doesn't mean he deserves to play. So if your time has come and gone, that doesn't mean that you deserve the, the respect of you being a great player currently on a football team that needs to win a game today. You need to perform at your Hall of Fame talent today. Or if you can't, then you need to perhaps maybe be a part of the audience and watching from the sideline holding a clipboard. But if you still have the talent you have, um, then you're fine. Uh, I know I do not hear any music in my ear at the time, guys. So I just thought I'd answer that question. Engineers, you know, we, we can do that. You know, we can send each other texts and, and I can respond and they can respond to what I say to them. But I hope all of you out there can respond or want to respond even in your mind about what I said about Brett Favre. Hey, if you do have every day when you step on the football field, you have something to prove. For those of out there who like to agree or disagree with me, give me a call. 888-346-9144. I know I've got a lot of people from back in my hometown, the Hall of Fame city of Canton, Ohio, who've been, uh, you know, loyal listeners. And uh, you don't have to tell me who you are because you might say the wrong thing or I might say the wrong thing. And I don't want to hurt your feelings and I certainly don't want you to hurt mine. But, you know, give me a call. Tell me what you might think about Brett Favre. But, Brett, let me say this. I'm not I'm going to say what I had to say, what I have to say. 
Ron Jaworski and Mike, good job. There's no excuse. You know, when when somebody goes low and hits Tom Brady, you know, they get suspended or they get fined. Come on, there is no excuse for this. You are a professional, Brett. Come on, man. Crackback blocking been, you know, either it's been done legally or unlegally since we started playing football when we were kids. So you didn't have to go. All you had to do was just stand there. You could have just turned your back and just, you know, you'd have been a shield. If nothing else, you did not have to go low on my man. I mean, that 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 is, I mean, that's fighting. I mean, that stand up. If Eugene would have got up, Eugene Wilson, the uh, safety for the Texans, if he'd have got up, kicked you in your head, your face, or whatever. I mean, that that is that was outright dirty. I, I'm just gonna call it what I uh, the way I saw it. It just looked dirty to me. If somebody would have did that to you, Brett, you would have said, "Well, it was dirty. He didn't have to do it that way. He could have did something else." And I, I don't want to hear you just uh, instincts and reactions. No, no. No, no. There's one thing about it to hit a guy low when he's coming right at you. You know, many times when I played and, and there's a, a big back, I used to always, I tell everybody this. A big back coming at a defensive back is the easiest tackle in the world to make. Yeah, you go low on him and you hit him low, but he's coming right at you. He tries to lower his shoulder to protect himself. So that's not considered a dirty play because you go low on him, you hit him in his knees and you try to cop, chop him down. No, that's that's not it. I mean, in fact, a lot of times people will even try to teach you to tackle a person low and to wrap up on them and take them down. But I am not always uh, the advocate for tackling one low as he comes at you because I've been knocked out at least twice because of knees that have hit me in the head. And just knocked me out. I mean, that's how much brute force there is with the thrusting of a knee of a big fullback or halfback coming up. And if it catches you in the head, on the side of the head, or right on the crown of the skull, you know, and you also can get paralyzed. Uh, you know, there's a young man out there that, you know, got paralyzed at Ohio State one time. Penn State came in, and a young man went low on somebody and tackled him with his head. So it's always dangerous when you go low. But when you crack back on somebody and you go, first of all, you're cracking back. Why are you going low? They, they don't see you, Brett. He never saw you. You didn't have to go low on him. We wouldn't. Uh, if there's something like that happened to you, you know, somebody just somehow, they, you know, shout out. And I'm shouting up in heaven to my man, Dirty Waters. Andre, God bless you. Uh, you know, everybody called Andre Dirty Waters back in the day, you know, because, you know, he made a tackle or two a little bit low. And and then he hit a quarterback and that, that kind of got things started because, you know, everybody wants to protect the quarterback. You know, why is it? Well, it was a penalty, but I think Brett needs he needs to give some money to some charity because that's what happens when you get fined your money. You get a chance if you like to donate, if you got a favorite charity, then that fine money can go to a charity so there should be some charity why don't you guys get on the phone call the league office if you got a charity out there that you'd like to receive mm, what do you guys think yesterday okay if the average starting safety in the league is making let's say a million and a half two million dollars uh if the guy starts for about uh five years you know at a million and a half mm, brett that, that shoot that's close to about seven million dollars you almost took $7 million from that young man yesterday. Just don't like it, Brett. I know I was on a, on a, on a rampage there right there, but that, you know, that's, man, you know, that, that is career 
ending when you do something like that. And I just hope that Eugene kind of hobbled off. Eventually, he's. I, I think the word is, you know, it's a little sore. But Eugene Wilson, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that you will recover fully, and that certainly that your career is not injured. I mean, ended uh, because of uh, the misfortune of uh, Brett cracking back on you. But anyway, Brett, Brett looked pretty good. But come on, can't we all? Can't we all agree with one particular thing? The best thing that ever happened to Brett Favre in his life is when he showed up in Minnesota and Adrian Peterson is in that backfield. Come on, my goodness. To be able to hand the ball off to a back like that on the first play. Now, the thing about it is that that first play can be any play. That's the kind of running back that you fear. The kind of running back that when he touches it, he can take it the distance. Whether that distance is 25 or 95 or 99. Shout out to TD, Tony Dorsett, 99 yards. Yeah, if it's 99 yards to have a running back that can do that. Now, I'll tell you what, just the formation that they lined up in. The formation that they lined up in. And it seemed like. There were at least eight in the box because of the fact that it was a tight formation. A tight formation that they ever line up in that from this point on, that formation, everybody better watch that formation. Because whenever they line up in a formation like that, for one thing, you know that they got the ability to take it the entire distance. Because, you know, once, you know, Adrian breaks through, he's gone. But then also play action, play action from that formation. So, you know, the best thing in the world for Brett Favre and if his arm is weak or strong or if it's in the middle, the best thing to happen for him is he has a true running game. And the fact that Brett can still throw the ball with accuracy, that's that's the fact. He's pretty accurate with his passing. Now, I hope he doesn't come in with some of his, you know, I'm just going to get rid of the ball and just throw it up and hopefully somebody will make a play. Don't come with that, Brett. We don't need that right now. Not in Minnesota, because I, I, I like Coach Children. I don't want him to lose his job. Shout out to the University of Illinois, Big Ten. Yeah, I, I want Coach to keep his job, Brett. Don't make Coach lose his job. But, uh, you know, man, I, I like what I saw from Minnesota. And I'm going to tell you what, I was, I was starting to get concerned that, you know, perhaps maybe the college football season may present the only games to really look forward to. I mean, in terms of anticipation of who's playing who this upcoming football season, you know, what, 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 what are the games? What are the games that you have gone to the calendar, you've gone down the season, and you said, I want to see this game? There weren't very many of them yet, that, at least not for me. They haven't jumped off the screen yet. I know the Michael Vick... Lovers and haters out there are waiting for the Eagles and the Falcons. Okay, that, that's a different kind of thing. You know, you know, that's enough drama. Man, I, I, man, they're talking about drama. There's a whole lot of drama in football right now. But that's drama. I'm talking about football that we know some serious football is going to be played. I tell you what, and I'm going to talk about it later in the show. But after the Green Bay Packers came into Arizona and robbed them and beat them and stole the children and all that kind of stuff, Man, the Arizona football Cardinals, that Green Bay come into the house like that and throw up like 38 points, I think, in the the first half. 
when the starters are out there most of the time, hmm, and then I see Brett and the Minnesota Vikings do what they did, hmm, wow, maybe I might really want to see this Minnesota Viking Green Bay Packer football game now because it looks to me like those are two damn good football teams. I mean, it's not about the revenge factor. I don't care. Who cares about the revenge factor? Yeah, you always, but you don't come back after you've been playing football since football started because that's what it seems how long Brett's been playing. You don't come back just to play a team to let you go. But I'll tell you what, that football game, I think twice, I'm going to have to mark that on the calendar because those might be the games of the year. There's going to be a couple others I'm going to talk about, but I got to think about it. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'm having a good time in the valley. Yes. to the pros we, we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, we're back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, of course, for a while there, I was going off on Brett Favre, you know. And uh, but then I talked about, uh, of course, uh, the upcoming season and and what might be the games that uh, people might want to see. And after seeing the Green Bay Packers come in here and handle the Arizona Cardinals the way they did. And after last night seeing the Minnesota Vikings perform uh, the way they did, that perhaps maybe 
at least in my mind for right now, uh, that could be uh, the games of which, you know, everybody should want to see. Uh, they, you think about some other, you know, the NFC East, that's uh, the black and blue division is going to bring about some good football games. But, you know, right now, if I got to think about, you know, what game am I, am I going to mark on the calendar that I want to make sure that I, I don't miss? I'd say that those those two games, when those guys get together, and, and it has nothing to do with the fact that, uh, you know, you know, Brett wants to make sure that when they play Green Bay, he's at the best, he's on top of his game, and he wants to have a good showing and all that. Yeah, listen, no. what, what, what Brett wants to do is Brett wants to win. And uh, hopefully in, in, in week four, you know, Brett gets a chance to win because uh, – that's when it is, and then of course, then, and then I think it's week eight. There's a revenge factor again, so whoever wins, you know, be looking forward to it again. But uh, I'm I'm just trying to find what is that game, and and if those if some of you out there, you know, know okay, Ray, what, what are you talking about, man? There's a couple games of which are very big, and and I've got them circled on my calendar. Let me know uh, because I. I just don't have that, you know, New England, you know, New England used to be, okay, you wanted to see New England play Indianapolis. I remember a couple of years ago, that was that was the game that everybody had circled on the calendars. That that was the game that you wanted to see. You know, it had it lined up that they would go into the game, they'd be undefeated. You know, wh- what is the game now? You know, there's there's got to be a game out there. And, and I think in this preseason right now, you know, it, it's come to the fact that, hey, okay, Brett is going to be it. And I, there was something else I was wondering a couple of weeks ago. And I'm going to say this before I go into my, my next segment. Ha, has the NFL lost its umph to the NBA? I mean, if you think about the drawing cards of the NFL, you know, how many games are there where we just used to want to see Wow, we want you know the Cowboys play anybody. We want to see that. Everybody wanted to see that. You know, it used to be a time the Forty ers you know, play anybody. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers play anybody. You know, because everybody was just playing at the best of their abilities when they played these teams, and you knew it was going to be a damn good football game. I got to say right now, I, you know, I I I'm I'm waiting to see. You know, Shaq and LeBron play Kobe and, and company. You, you know, I mean, if there's a game right now in sports, if there's a fight, if it's a baseball game, if it's a, a a football game, you know, what is it? You know, man, since since Mike Tyson really left the ring, it ain't been no fights, really. Were you saving up money for a year to see that fight? Because you heard about it, it might happen a year ago. No, you know, sometimes it takes some people a year to save up that money to see the fight. You know, is that what they had pay-per-view? Then you, you know, pass the basket, pass the hat and boom. But there hasn't been any fights like that, you know, and, and now f- the football, you know, hat, baseball, you know, the Yan- Yankees coming back strong. I like that, you know, uh, but I like the you know, Phillies. Come on, Phillies. Come on, Phillies. But, you know, football. What is going to be the game this year that everybody wants to see? 
And I'm telling you, I think everybody got, it's on the calendar somewhere. Shaq, LeBron, Kobe and company. That's, that's the game. That, that's the game right now that everybody wants to say. Holiday time, I know that game, they probably on TV a couple of times, but that's going to happen someplace. But anyway, let me move along just a little bit. I, 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 it's old news, but the Dallas Cowboys, come on. What the hell is this about the scoreboard in the middle of the field? Now, you got to, for those of us who've played this game, and if you ever have caught a punt or kickoff or thrown a Hail Mary pass or one being thrown at you, for anybody who out there who doesn't believe that you're going to be distracted or concerned about the fact that that ball is up there in the air and you got to try to watch it and that it may hit something and that's not and, and the Cowboy players are already saying that it may be to an advantage for them because they get to work out and practice in the dome. So they're aware of this. There is a Super Bowl that's coming up and a you know, malconstructed stadium. It, 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 the stadium it was, it's irregular. It, it's not a good stadium. It's, get rid of the damn scoreboard. I don't care if it costs you money. The engineers, whoever built that thing, it was it what design, build, however they do these, come on. It was football. I don't care if you had a punter out there and he punted the ball a hundred times and he touched that scoreboard or that, that display board television board one time that was one time too many that's okay i don't care if he touched it one time if it got lost up in there no get rid of it it's too it's too close to the field it's a distraction and i am telling you it's going to be a problem throughout the year that that that's a disadvantage hey guess what if it it just so happens and this happens many times you ever seen a touchdown that gets call back you ever see uh you know something that happens that for one team it's you know it's something very good for another team it's it's bad most of the time those are penalties well that's the same thing when you punt a ball or when you you know you throw a hail mary or something guess what i was open on that hail mary my man slipped down quarterback threw a hail mary and the ball touched the top of of the screen and so it we got to play it over. Well, now, guess what? They're lined up. Nobody's going to slip this time. The punter, I mean, he punts the ball, punts it real high. Guess what? It hits, it hits the TV screen. Guess what? That means that the coverage team had enough time to get down. He punts it again. It doesn't go as high this time because he's concerned he's going to hit the TV screen. And they get a return, and it goes back for a touchdown. Advantage who? Dallas Cowboys. Come on, Jerry Jones. What in the world? And why in the world? As a matter of fact, there was something that he said something about. And I'm 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 looking at something here. I got written down here that I wrote that Jerry said something about. You know, you anticipate the ball hitting the scoreboard from time to time. There, there's no reason why. What is it? There's no reason why this can't be something for punters to deal with. Very similar to the way you deal with the wind in your face. Or with elements, rain, sleet, or snow. <laughs> Man, come on, Jerry. <laughs> what do you mean you prepare for it like you do with rain, sleet, or snow? Those are elements of which you have no control over. You built this stadium. You had control over that. You, you should be fine for making that statement. Oh, just deal with it. It's just like if it's raining or it's snowing or it's raining. Uh, no problem. You got to deal with it. Prepare for it. 
How the hell do you prepare for hitting a ball up on the top of a TV screen of a stadium? And I'm getting ready for a Super Bowl that's coming. Like I'm going to I'm worried about that. I just hope that I just hope that the Super Bowl doesn't go down there to that new stadium and a punter punts the ball and it hits there. That would be so embarrassing because somebody just wanted to throw up a damn TV screen. We don't need the TV screens anyway. Those people who want to watch the game on TV, they're at home watching it. When you see the instant replay, you make, you know, if you're going to use it instead of us having to throw out a flag and you want us to watch it on the screen so therefore nobody has to, you know, waste their time out to get instant replay because we see it on the screens, well, then tell us that. But, you know, you you got some kind of agenda down there, Jerry Jones, that just, you know, make it too. <laughs> you should have kept T.O. You wouldn't have to worry about that big old screen down there. All right. I just had to go off on Jerry because I, I, I let that one go. I should not have let that one go. That is ridiculous to think that somebody hit the you know the screen one time and it's not a problem. One time is too many. I thought I told you to call in. <laughs> I'm talking to that person who said, oh, yeah, Ray did tell me to call in because he wants to talk to whoever who wants to talk to him. Because I am just uh, on a rampage today. Anyway, 888-346-9144. Now let me, uh, Kansas City. Now, listen, anytime Larry Johnson has something to say, I think we all need to listen because Larry Johnson is definitely a grown ass man. When Larry was at Penn State, I mean, he was just Larry Johnson was just he's just he's like a bully. And, I, you know, I, I've never met Larry in my life, but I've seen him play. But Larry plays football like he is angry. He is mad at something and at somebody. And, and things are just not working out in, in Kansas City. You know, and, and Larry, you know, had a comment of which, you know, it's like it's too many roosters in the hen house. They had an offensive coordinator as a head coach who brings in another offensive coordinator to be the offensive coordinator. Now I'm talking about, and he's a new head coach, Todd Haley, who has now fired his offensive coordinator, Chan Gailey. Gailey and Haley. See, there's some problems right there. Gailey, Haley, you know, no telling what else can go in there. A little joke can go in there. But here it is. It's it's a week before the start of the season. And you fire your offensive coordinator. Now, I I commend him because I, I think in, in business, in sports or whatever, the moment that you recognize there's a problem, the sooner you find out there's a problem, deal with that problem. Deal with it because it's not going to go away. But certainly... Based upon what I saw here, the production I saw here in Arizona and and Todd Haley, who was the offensive coordinator here in Arizona, the production, there's no reason why you should not have gone into that situation of which you automatically assume the role of offensive coordinator with the Kansas City Chiefs. They, they, they needed you at the, in that position. I think you got the head coach position, not because you had been a head coach and done a great job. But because as an offensive coordinator, you certainly demonstrated the ability to put a, a powerhouse on the field and use all those weapons and did a very good job. You, you took a team to the Super Bowl and they were very productive throughout the year. Now you go to a team where as maybe it's just the opposite, where perhaps maybe the running game may be more dependent on them winning as opposed to maybe the reason they win as opposed to the passing game. But I, I want to talk about this a little bit more on the other side. 
Kansas City Chiefs got some serious problems. And it's almost game time. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back after this. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. the left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, I'm back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, I was talking a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, they've got some problems. And, and you know, part of, I think, one of the biggest problems, they, well, the biggest problem they have right now is we don't know if Matt Castle is going to be able to to start the season, finish the season, Um you know, play this season. We we don't know the extent of the injury, but to even make things even worse, the head coach Todd Haley has fired the offensive coordinator, Chan Gailey. Now, I, I assume from what I read and heard and saw on TV that, that Chan has had uh, at least uh, the opportunity to stay and remain in some capacity on that staff. What that is going to be, I really do not know. But Todd Haley has assumed the role as the coordinator and the quarterback's coach. 
And, uh, you know, I guess he's put a lot of thought into this. But to me, it was it was a no brainer from the very beginning. And I thought that that was going to be something of which when he went there, he would assume that role and perhaps maybe, you know, bring something to the Chiefs to 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 bring some excitement back to Kansas City football. That is one of the greatest franchises that exists. You know, for those of us who played football back in the day, well, the day before our day, Kansas City Chiefs were, you know, a phenomenal football team. Uh, they were, you know, the team of uh, a team of which everybody looked at and just they, they just had so much style. You know, Coach Stram, Hank Stram, you know, he was very animated, you know, and always brought some excitement. You never knew what he was going to say. Uh, always was real dapper in the way he dressed. Uh, his football team, uh, the, the the receivers on his football team, you know, great receivers, catch the ball, make moves, uh, run after catch, you know, running backs, you know, good running backs on his football team. The defense, oh, my goodness. You know, you talk about the purple people eaters if you want to. But the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they, they had some defensive ball players, And everybody had style. They had their own style. You know, their red and white uniforms. They, it was just it was just something s- smooth and sweet about the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and Lenny Dawson was uh, one of those quarterbacks. Man, man, he could throw the ball. It was, it was truly poetry in motion, the way he would throw the ball and, and the receivers that he had. He would, would catch it and, and put moves on people. They didn't just catch the ball and run out of bounds, you know, and then turn a little sideline you know, catch, six-yard catch, as I like to tell people today, I tell my son, six to 60. You turn six into 60. You turn it, take a six-yard out and take a 60 yards for a touchdown. So the Kansas City Chiefs did that. So we were hoping that we could bring this franchise. Todd Haley going there gave it a chance that perhaps maybe prominence would be back. And this would be, again, one of the elite franchises. And those people out there in Kansas City, they still support that franchise. They still think there's an opportunity for them to do some things. But I'm telling you right now, it's, it's, in, it's in total mayhem out there. I don't know what the hell is going on. At least they're not fighting. The coaches, I don't think the coaches are fighting. But the Kansas City Chiefs, of which, man, I was really looking for something special. You know, they, they start off, you know, at the Ravens. Of, of all places, they start off the regular season in Baltimore. You know, and then they have a chance because they play the they play the Raiders at home. But then they got to go to Philadelphia, and then they got the Giants, and then they got the Cowboys, and then they got the Redskins, and then they got the San Diego Chargers, and then they got a bye. They should say goodbye to football. I, I, you know what? I don't know who in the world came up with this schedule, but I am telling you, if there's any schedule, if somebody else has a harder schedule to start off with than the Kansas City Chiefs, please, somebody call in and tell me. Somebody please call in and tell me what that is. You can call in at 888-346-9144. But I am telling you, that schedule that the Kansas City Chiefs start off with at the Baltimore Ravens, then they play the Oakland Raiders, okay, the Philadelphia Eagles at Philadelphia, the New York Giants at home, the Dallas Cowboys at home, at the Washington Redskins, and then the San Diego Chargers. And when they come off of the bye, they got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then they got the Raiders. Then they got the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Then they're at San Diego. Then Denver. 
Buffalo, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Denver again. Now, the bottom half of that schedule, you know, they may stand a chance to win some ball games. But I am telling you, from what I see of what's going on right now, and maybe that's – I believe that it could possibly be that Todd Haley just saw what his team was doing in the preseason, and he just, you know, he, he lost his damn mind. He's like, wait a second, this is all we can do? Do you guys know who we have to play? Somebody's got to get fired here. I got to do something because I got to save my job in the first year. He's trying to save his job before the season even starts. And I think he just woke up one day and went out to practice. And when it was over, he went into his room and he turned on the computer and he looked at the schedule and he saw who he had to play. Now, his his preseason, and I got to say this, I don't even think, that his preseason schedule did any justice to his season schedule. So, in other words, if you're trying to prepare your team during the preseason, okay, let me play somebody so I can get ready for my regular season. He played the Houston Texans, the Minnesota Vikings, Seattle Seahawks, and now he's got the St. Louis Rams in his final preseason game. Now, are you telling me if you got to get prepared for the Ravens, the Raiders, the Eagles, the Giants, the Cowboys, the Redskins, the Chargers, the Jaguars, the Steelers, if, you, if that's the schedule you got to get ready for, you're telling me the Texans, the Vikings, the Seahawks, and the Rams are going to get you ready for that? No. I, I, I think Todd just woke up one day, man, and just lost his damn mind because he realized, you know, they set me up. They, set him, they had to set him up. That has got to be the worst. If, if there's a tougher schedule, I'm telling you, I just don't know what it is. But I'll tell you what, Todd, you're going to prove to everybody out there how good of a coach you really are. Because you got you and you only got a couple players there. It's not like you got a a team full of pro bowl players. You got a couple players there to work with. And then you're and then you're in trouble. I mean, you are in you you are in serious trouble. So whew, man, I just uh you know, I and I've liked I've liked what you've done here. Of course, you've had people like Anquan Bolden, Larry Fitzgerald, and, and then, of course, you've had Kurt Warner, and you've had Steve Breston. So you, you've done a good job, you know. And I guess you thought you were going to have a pretty good quarterback in Matt Castle, and, you know, he was going to be able to, pre, you know, to help you out and do some things. But right now, Larry Johnson might even be trying to get out of there. I mean, uh, Larry wants the ball all the time. He wants to run the ball all the time. Larry's been banged up a little bit, you know, has had, you know, a couple good years, you know, but no, no, this is, this is a sad day out there in, uh, you know, Kansas city. You tried to bring in some, some old wise veterans, you know, got Vrabel in there, but nah, no, that's, uh, not going to work out there in Kansas city. So let me, let me just, uh, move on a little bit and move away from uh, what's happening in Kansas City. And I, I want to I focus now a, a little bit on the Arizona Cardinals. And, and the reason why I say a little bit is because I, I might talk a little bit about college football at the end because th- there's some good games out there. And I, told, I started off the show about college football. And I'm, but here's what I like about Coach Wisenhunt. Coach Wisenhunt said that he was embarrassed by the loss of the Arizona Cardinals when the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm sorry, when the Green Bay Packers came in here, he said he was embarrassed uh, by the loss. And, and a lot of it has to do with, I, I know he has to be concerned 
about what happens with teams when they go to the Super Bowl and they don't win. Just teams when they go to the Super Bowl, period. And he, he's hoping that that success hasn't gone to the heads of his players to the point where they start, you know, really believing that they're that good and that they're automatically going to go back to the playoffs, automatically going to win their division. And I think he's, I mean, he's extremely concerned about that. I mean, 38 points is an awful lot of points. And then that was against his starters. 38-10 was a lead of which they started off with. Now, the fact that they fought back, and you know what I, what I really wanted to take the time to do, and I'm going to do this, is if I'm looking at this team and I'm looking at, and it's a good thing that the competition at that quarterback position for Kurt Warner, it's a good thing that the competition for quarterback position isn't at the same pace that it was last year. The status of that competition for the quarterback position, I think that that position has been won by Kurt Warner on last year's season. Now, football is a sport of what have you done for me lately, but the fact of the matter is, according to what they believe here in Arizona, I'm assuming that the heir apparent is going to be Matt Liner. I don't agree with that, but I'm going to say that Matt looked damn good in this preseason. And if it were a competition amongst quarterback for that position this year, if it were based upon the performance of preseason, I think Matt has played better ball than Kurt Warner. It's, I mean, it's obvious. Look at the stats. You know, I, 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 I can read the stats off for you, but look at them yourself. Matt has played better football. Matt's taken care of the ball better than Kurt has. Matt has gone on the field, you know, led his team down the field, Long drives, short drives. Matt extended the play. Matt has, uh, you know, he's gotten the support and he's motivated his, the, whatever team he's in there with. He's got the guys to perform at the highest level, the best of their ability to certainly make him look good. Hey, if I'm playing against the third team, I can't. It's not my fault. I got to play against whoever they put in the game when I'm in the game. And Matt Liner has done extremely well, and I'm I'm giving him credit. But I think Kurt Warner, no doubt in my mind, Kurt Warner is still the quarterback that we start off with. But I, listen, I don't pity quarterbacks. Your ball players like everybody else. It's a big boy game. If Kurt starts off going throughout the season and the first oh, five, six, seven games, you know, Kurt's not performing well, okay, let's give Matt a shot. It certainly, it, it certainly would do this. If you if you went through seven games or half of the season, and for some reason or another, Kurt Warner was just not performing up to the ability, and you put Matt in there, and Matt didn't perform the way he needed to, wow, then you got some issues. Okay, I hear music. You hear that music, too. That means I got to take a break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to take this break, and I'm going to come back for that last segment of the show. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. 
Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay we're back of course you're listening to rail of sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters and uh just a little a little quick note here, uh, the Carolina Panthers, obviously there's something going on at that organization. Don't know exactly what it is, but there, there's very few times where you have a franchise that is a family-owned team and uh, two of the family members that are executives resign abruptly. Uh, there's something going on. Don't know what it is, but uh, keep an eye on the Carolina Panthers down there and see how this could possibly affect uh, the cohesiveness of the team. If they're able to stay together and 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 not be distracted by some things of which uh, are going on, um, and you know, with with the administration part of it, you know, but uh, we'll see. We certainly will see. But uh, but let me get back. Let me let, let me just uh, get back and uh, finish up on some things. Uh, in particular, I was saying about the play of Matt Liner. And and I'm not a guy who likes left-handed quarterbacks. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, with the exception of Michael Vick has some extraordinary abilities to extend a football play, uh, I don't like Mike's delivery as a person who throws the football. Something about left-handed quarterbacks, very few of them ever won the super, the big one. So uh, I don't like left-handed quarterbacks. But I'm 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 giving props to to Matt Liner here 
and and shout out to my man Fish because Fish says, you know, you got to give him time to become a pro. And there has been some discussions about he has matured more. He has matured and he, he he's he's now not doing all the things off the field. He's spending more time uh, in his playbook. He's spending more time uh, at the workout facility. He's he's working out. He's becoming a better pro. He's spending more time watching film. And I am I'm am, I'm saying this to those of you out there. Those are all the right things to do. If you want to become better at whatever it is that you do, you have to spend more time. Practice does make perfect. The more time you put in, the better you will become. And so, Matt, I, I you know, I'm going to commend you on what you're doing. But I can tell you this. The defense of which I saw of the Arizona Cardinals against the Green Bay Packers. And, and you know, you got some people out there, uh, you know, who, who play for the Cardinals, who have acknowledged that, you know, they this is so what is a preseason game? We're trying to prepare for the season, you know. Practice. You got to practice. Yeah, you got to practice to get better. And so, you know, people like Darnell Dockett, you know, Darnell's like, yeah, this is a preseason game, but aren't we preparing for the regular season? So we got to get better. These are the kind of teams we're going to have to play. The the Green Bay Packers are in the NFC. If we're going to go to the Super Bowl again and win, we can't have people that are in our division coming into our house, scoring 38 points, walking out of here with a sense of confidence that if we play them again, that's the Arizona Cardinals. We beat them 38-10 the first half of a preseason game, although that was just a preseason game and that was just the first half of it. They won the game, but still, they got to get better. The Arizona Cardinals, in my mind, on paper, have their defense, with the exception of, I don't know what's going on. Hey, Adrian, come on, man. You got to get the secondary to step it up back there. You look at any team throughout the NFL, when they win, there's exceptional play with their secondary. And the reason why there has to be exceptional play with the secondary is because in order for a team to score, somehow or another, they have to travel through that secondary into that end zone. If you've got some people back there, that's your last line of defense. If they can cover, if they can tackle, if they can catch, if they're complete corners, as my man, shout out, Manny, Frank Manyfield used to say, if we play ball the way we can, he and Hanford, he said there were no better corners. They were the two best, and they were. I will give them that, no doubt. And that's what you got. That's the kind of confidence you got to have in your people in the secondary. Right now, Oh, man, I, I, I just got to think, Adrian, you got to get your troops together because, uh, you know, Camardi over there, come on, that, that I, you don't get beat two times and just stand there and look at the referee and then, you know, tight end push off for you, whatever, you know. No, we, we got to change that. The D-line plays pretty good. They, they'll get in there, they'll get you some sacks. The linebackers can run very physical, very athletic. The secondary has got to get better. You know, they got Rod out of here, Rod Hood out of here. Rod went to Cleveland. They got rid of Rod in Cleveland. Got beat the other night. I'm telling people, when you watch pro football, believe me, one, it could be one and done. You know, you come in, you have one season, you do okay. They made some mistakes on you. Okay, you got to go. But the Arizona Cardinals secondary 
in order for them to win the Super Bowl, in order for them to get into the playoffs and go deep into the playoffs this year, the secondary's got to get better. They got to make some plays, intercept some passes, make some tackles for losses. Adrian, one of the best blitz and safety there is out there. You know, continue to do that. But this secondary has to get better. They, they just must get better. So, you know, Beanie, I got to end the show. I'm not going to end it, not quite yet. But I, I can't let the show end without saying something to Beanie. I'm proud of you. You went out there, you got a chance to step on the field, and you did your thing. Everybody was waiting. This media, it is one of the most gracious media uh, environments I've ever been in in my life. You can get a pass. You can do whatever you want to do here, and it's under the radar. But there were a lot of people who were just waiting to see what Beanie was going to bring to the table once he stepped on an NFL field. Now, it was a preseason game, but he gave you a, just a glimpse of what his potential could be. And he has the potential to be a great back if he can stay healthy. And they've got an offensive line here in Arizona that can they can block for him. That's one thing I know Wiz got these guys doing in practice. They're run blocking. And, and Beanie has the ability to bounce it outside, and he's got a burst, a surprising burst that some people don't realize. That, that, that's a sub 4-5 man. He can break down a 4-4-5. Four, four, you know, he could certainly run a 4-5, so you better watch. He got some quickness on him. Shout out to my man Chris Vincent. Chris, keep your head up. Keep doing your thing. Chris is a young man from, of course, the city of brotherly love who was trying out here with the Arizona Cardinals too. And, yeah, I, there's a kind of an infinity there for Chris. I want to see him do well. Uh, Chris got that size like Beanie too and got the same kind of quickness and speed. So, um, man, I'd like to see him do well. But the Arizona Cardinals, I think they can do well. And I think they can win this division, certainly. And so they, they better get that secondary together. But I'm going to tell you, in preseason, Green Bay, Green Bay looked good. I got to give it to Green Bay. Who else has looked good? Of course, Pittsburgh has looked good in preseason. Could it be a Green Bay Packers and a Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl? Now that's 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 one of them Super Bowls where as you know people would probably like to see something like that. You know, that's a lot of rich tradition in those two teams. And and those two teams right now, I'm not I, that's not my pick. But over in the NFC right now, hey, Green Bay is looking good. Over in the AFC right now, Pittsburgh is looking good. So could that, be, could that be the Super Bowl? It's a little premature for me to make that decision right now of who I'm going to pick. I'm going to wait until next week, and then I'm going to pick. But I also want you all to know, next week's show, I'm going to do a special show. We're going to do a special show on if college athletes, of which their time has come and gone, and their eligibility has expired, should they be compensated as the university continues to use their likeness to bring in revenue? Should college athletes who've exhausted their eligibility with the university be compensated based upon the fact that the university continues to use their likeness to generate revenue? That's going to be a special round table discussion virtually. People from all over the world will call in and be a part of that. Be sure to listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network next week. I got to say it. You know that I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, but I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.